Breakfast Show. You are here this morning with Lawson and Mon instead of Lyle and Mon. Lyle is away, he's trapped to the roof of a church or something like that. Is that what he's doing? Is that what he's doing? He's on the top of a church building somewhere, being the steeple or something, I don't know. The steeple fell down and he has to be the replacement. Yes. Or something. Lawson, thank you so much for once again filling in. We love it when you're on board with us, when you can't be. on board here. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming in in the morning and it's early and there's no one here. <laughs> it's just, good, isn't I it? I just feel free. Are you, would you consider yourself a morning person or like a night owl? I'm just kind of anything I want to be. Yeah. I'm it's, a middle of the day kind of gal, but yeah. having transitioned into radio, I've definitely become more of a morning mm. person. But yeah, and I think it's good for that. I think it's great. 100%. I, I've been toying with the idea of writing an article about how to become a morning person because I had to seriously research it and put some science you know, scientific evidences. Oh, that's awesome. Use. Yeah, yeah, and I interviewed people who were morning persons and I just, you know, compiled information and then put it all to good use and hey, here I am. Bam. Bam. What's coming up in our show? By the grace of God, I should say. We have a really intense heavy hitting show today. I'm not yes. going to lie. It's one yes. probably one of the heavy ones. Um, we talk about all kinds of uh, really heavy stuff. We do start off on a good light note. Um, we discuss mm. some good news, some little 14-year-old hustlers, mm. the cuppy cakes, and, uh, and some really, really heartwarming stories about an elderly gentleman who um, finally gets to go back to school and mm. finish his degree, which is also his dream. He, you know, finish his dream by finishing his degree. And, uh, and the team of people that helped him get there. And then, of course, we move into our current news segment, Lawson. We got really serious um, discussing uh, just absolute tragedy, uh, euthanasia. Um, we had uh, someone call, call in and want to discuss that with us yeah. on air. Um, you, know, you can listen to that. And then, of course, in our Bible study, we talked about love. Yeah, as we, as we do. Love and conflict. Love and conflict. Two things that should never go together, but yet they do. Well, the thing is, is that we know all this. Yeah. And why do we know this? Because this is a late broadcast show. Ah, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. what can we do to get from here to the to the live broadcast? It's actually super easy. All people need to do is go to the website, which is faithfm.com.au, or they can download the app, the TuneIn app, and search for Faith FM Australia and listen to us there. Or give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843, and uh, they can just ask us how to get the live show out to their area, which we are more than happy to facilitate. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Exactly it. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Either it is not the live show. Uh, We have uh, special stuff coming up today. Um, By the way, Lawson, today we also give away like... The best prize oh, yeah. ever, in my opinion. I'm Innovation. so excited about it. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, but stay tuned. All that coming up. Uh, of course, if you were on the live show, you could have won the prize yourself. But mm-hmm. you're not. No, so. Sorry. But you can fix it. You can fix it right now. Take care. We'll see you right after this song. Garden, the Savior kneels alone with nothing there to kneel on but a stone. The light from the Father is slowly growing dim, covered by a dark cloud called sin. Sleeping in the dark. Lay Peter, James, and John They were told to watch and pray But they sleep on He says, wake up There's no time for sleeping Don't you know that I've been weeping For your 
definitely time to wake up because yes well it's <laughs> yeah you are. <laughs> uh lawson <clears throat> yes so we actually i don't know if i should do this to you but we had a quiz right that started uh-huh. yesterday uh-huh. and uh we're carrying it through to what number am i uh-huh. and because you weren't here yesterday i'm not sure if i should give you the clues for it or if I just carry on with where we left off. You can do a little little sneaky, little sneaky. You want me to be kind to you? You want me yeah. to know what these clues were? Okay, fine, fine. So this is actually a what number am I quiz. Mm. Um, have you done a what number am I quiz yet? Um, yes. 
Okay, so what number am I? The chapter in Exodus that records the first Passover and the death of all firstborn in Egypt. The second clue was the synagogue ruler's daughter, whom Jesus raised from the dead, was this many years old. And now the third new clue is Moses sent this many people to spy out Canaan. Mm. Bada bing, bada boom. Also I got knows it. the answer. He's written down it. the right answer. I got it. I was like, especially after that first click, because I recently preached a sermon oh, about really? the really? about the entire book of Exodus, and I was like, yep, yeah, I know what's up. I know what's going on. Well, if you know what's up, give us a call. 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. It's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text your answers, text your guesses. Uh, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. I guess we've like narrowed it down a substantial amount. If it's also a person's age, because yeah. people don't live that old, so mm-hmm. it's not like you know you have in between zero and infinity to guess from. Mm-hmm. You have like the average lifespan of a human. So yeah, yeah. there you go. Well, yeah. also if you just go to Exodus and look at the number of chapters yeah. there is, <laughs> yeah. then it's, then you go. It's, to, in, it's in that range a parameter. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. What have we got going on for a oh, positively different news Lawson. in the morning? Such inspiring news. This like oh, here we go. I love myself a little bit of entrepreneurship. Oh. But I especially love young kids who are like just, just making it rain. Yeah. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. So get this right. Fourteen year old boy, um, Isaiah Tuckett. Oh. Uh, yeah, so he actually um <laughs> his grandma two years ago taught him how to um bake cupcakes. Mm-hmm. Do you like baked goods? Or do you like more like lollies? Like when you say someone says sweets, what, oh, what do you think? Oh man, I just brownies, bro. Oh yeah, chalky <gasps> brownies, man. That is where do it's you know. At. Do you know who makes the best brownies in the world? Who? Me. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah. I was like, this Legit, is dude. this is Mon's chance to say something <laughs> narcissistic. <laughs> hey, I'm single. I have to advertise. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but seriously, though, yeah, I put Nutella in mine, and they're to die for. It's just where it's at. It's like. It'll change your religion if I was doing that through baked goods. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Do you want to make me some? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. What do you do for me? What is it you ever do for me? I'm here now. For you. No, you're here for Lyle. You're saving Lyle's bacon right now. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I'll make you some brownies. Anyway, anyway. So, Isaiah Tuckett. His grandma told him how to make cupcakes. And I have to admit, I love me some baked goods. Mm-hmm. I love cupcakes. And, oh, this makes me hungry, actually. So, two years ago, he landed at the age of 12. And uh, and he decided, you know what? I'm going to use this to make a little bit of um, extra, you know, pocket money. And, um, you know, doesn't not interested in mowing the lawns, doesn't want to wash cars, just wants to bake cupcakes. However, this coincided uh, with the town bakery closing up shop. And so his homemade baked goods were the only source of homemade baked goods oh. for like 30 miles in any direction. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he was just blowing it up. Uh, so he began to sell his cupcakes at 20 bucks per dozen. Mm-hmm. And he would cater for like birthdays, uh, graduation parties, um, you know, a prom night, reunions, funerals, weddings, whatever it is, whatever you want. <laughs> He was just like, he turned up and he would bake yeah, that's it. That's on point. This guy's yeah. got it going on. He was going great. So he has this little business, but means a little side hustle. Mm. And, uh, but he had a, he had a goal, right? He had a very special goal that he actually wanted to take his family to Disney World. 
Oh, yeah, so his family's yes. from a lower socioeconomic um, area, and uh, he'd always wanted to go to Disney World, but his family just, just could never afford it. And do you know what? Most families can never afford to go to Disney yep. World. And, um, and get this, in just one short year of baking cupcakes just outside of school hours as a little side hustle, little venture, he saved up enough money to pay for Disney World tickets airfares, hotel rooms for his mum, his dad, his sister, his brother, his sister-in-law, his nephew, and himself. The whole family. This guy is just killing it. The whole, like, even the extended family, and they all went to Disney World. How cool is what that? A, what a good time. A simple story, but just so amazing. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they all went. They had a banger of a time. They got pictures all over the How old is this? He, he started when he was twelve. That's when oh, he learned. Nice. But he's okay. now fourteen. So no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's just getting it done. He's just he's just fourteen. He's like fourteen. Do you know what? Winning I'm going to fly to Disney dude. World to <laughs> 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 bake my way there. Next thing you know, he'll be flying to Disney World in his own jet airplane. You know, as a, as a um, <laughs> well, as funny a you should mention tycoon. that actually because um, you know, he said that he was surprised he managed to reach his goal in a year, but he now plans on saving up his cupcake earnings so he can buy a new truck when he turns sixteen. Oh, there you go. Yep. Um, and then to pay for his way through culinary school. Mm. So, I mean, I'm guessing his cupcakes are pretty delicious. Yeah, he's got a real passion for that. Yeah, like it's making his, me yeah. wonder if, like, in the town where I live, if anyone has, like, if any of the bakeries actually sell cupcakes, because maybe I'll do a cupcake you side just, hustle. You just, you just maybe I'll do a brownie side brownie hustle. Brownie side oh, hustle. Brownies I would, are good. I would buy, I would, no, I would buy. Oh, you would buy. Hey, no. How much are you going to pay me for making brownies? <laughs> um... <laughs> um, Back yourself into an awkward corner. Give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be enough for me, thanks. Let me Rocky. tell you one other beautiful story. Uh, so after 40 years, this homeless man um, has uh, is going to be getting his degree debt three thanks to a journalist student and an anonymous mm. alumni. Um, so a journalist student, uh, Ryan Chandler, at the University of Texas in Austin, I was interviewing um, a homeless guy, like a, they call them panhandlers, I guess we would call them bums or, or yeah. street beggars, yeah, uh, that was often on the campus. And he was absolutely stunned to discover that he, um, a 65-year-old man, uh, David Carter, used to be a student at the same university and he actually enrolled in the school's art program in 1971. Mm. And he had uh, dreamed of using his degree to become a great artist or a writer. But then he had to deal with some mental health issues and um, substance abuse and he was forced to drop out uh, just a few years in. And so, you know, back in 19, the 1970s, there wasn't as much help for people with mental issues. So this was really yeah. sad. He spent the next four years, uh, sorry, four decades uh, coping with schizophrenia homelessness, um, addiction. He talked around the country a little bit, but he actually returned to his hometown so he could care for his ailing parents. And uh, and then once he was back in his home city, he actually liked, liked to spend a lot of time on the campus because he often would dream of the day when he might be able to re-enroll and finish his degree in studio arts. So actually just a really, really sad set yeah. of events. Just totally destroyed this person's life. Um, he was able to qualify for stable housing uh, with a local non-profit um, and so for six years, he lived at this, uh, his housing. And now they had a roof over his head. He tried to re-enroll at the university several times, but he was never able to because he didn't have access to a computer or money for the application fees. Mm. And so when uh, this young journalist, Chandler, heard this story, he was like, do you know what? I want to help get this guy back into uni. And so they... um. You know, they started uh, working at the re-enrollment. He got a hold of the transcripts. He found out the guy had like 87 credit hours um, already, you know, clocked on. So, all he had to do was get 64 credit hours before he could get his degree. Um, they started like just jumping through hoops to get into the fine arts program. 
And uh, you know, he actually started a GoFundMe campaign to pay for this guy's tuition. But um, he actually decided to write a, a story about it in the in the school's online magazine. And an alumni read about this guy's struggles and was like, do you know what? Don't bother with the GoFundMe. Here's the whole fee. Just what a boom, gun. Slapped down the entire load of money. And um, yeah, and so <laughs> this just started to snowball. Uh, the dean of the College of Fine Arts found out. His name was Doug Dempster. And, uh, and they're like, do you know what? We appreciate this guy's resolve to complete his degree. It's a testament to finishing what you've started even when interrupted and even decades later, uh, you know, we welcome back, we welcome him back as we do many students each year whose education took a less direct path. We admire his courage and his persistence. And they also said they're going to give him every assistance, um, to help him through the, his remaining coursework. Mm. And they're also grateful for the generosity of all the people who, um, you know, were involved with just helping this guy through all the multiple hoops to get him back into school. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Just like it's a incredible. team of people were like, do you know what? Like, it just started with one guy, one kid, just being like, do you know what? Let's let's just help this guy. He wasn't even like handed over the money or, or gave him a degree. He just gave him the opportunity to get the degree. Mm. Beautiful story. I really hope this guy uses it, um, you know, wisely and, and graduates well. You know, he said that he would like to spend the rest of his life doing research and writing books, uh, but he thinks that the books he will write would be better because of the college education and because he would come into contact with great minds. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Can't wait to see how he goes. Where are you now when darkness seems to end? Where are you now when the world is crumbling? Oh, I, I, I hear you say.
Oh, welcome back. It is indeed time to look up. What a great song. Do you like Lauren Daigle? Yeah, she goes all right. What do you mean she goes all right? She's brilliant. That song is just got, it's, it's cool. It's got like, you know, the summer tropical vibes. It has that doom, doom, like raggaeton Caribbean style beat. And then it's like, I look outside and it's freezing. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can listen to any kind of tunes any time of year. Anyway, what number am I quiz? Let's get back to this. Yes. Uh, what did I say before? Hang on. Did I tell you about the... Oh, man, I missed a clue. You're oh, well, struggling. it's all right. That's all right. It's all right. I'll just do that one now. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the number of stones used by Elijah Ooh. to make an altar on Mount Carmel. The number of stones used by Elijah to make an altar on Mount Carmel. It's a very famous number mm. when you think about it. it. It's a very famous. It's a very biblically famous mm-hmm. number. So give us a call if you know what that is. Uh, 1-800-FAITH-FM. Tell us and we will send you a prize. Mm. Lawson. Yeah. What is going on? Man. Um, Are you still blue about this whole New South Wales? No, 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 okay. no. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, just before we get into what I'm going to talk about, I just want to say, I I am happy about one thing. I uh, bought a brand new guitar last night. Well, it's not brand new, it's second hand, but I bought it and now I have it and it's like awesome and I got home last night and in the breaks of the state of origin, I was like plugging it in, shredding it up. So that was cool. Why didn't you bring it to work and play as a tune? Oh, because it's a um, it's an electric guitar. Yeah, so what? Bring the whole setup. Oh yeah, I just bring the You're mixer. You're in a studio. And oh, true. That's I'll it. bring it into. I'll do a special item tomorrow for radio. Are you coming in tomorrow? Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you are now. <laughs> you can do special music. Yeah. Look, um, I've not been feeling the best, and that's just because of something I read this morning. That okay. I want to share with you guys something that has really been just smashing me mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's really, really awful and dreadful and sad. And basically, this is, um, yeah, uh, a young Dutch girl. Her name's uh, Noah uh, Pethoven, um, 17 years old, mm-hmm. died um, in a euthanasia clinic. What? Um, on Sunday. And she had no terminal illness um, for the for the reason of death. Um, she was struggling. Um, she was actually this this young girl. She was seventeen years old. She was a a rape victim mm-hmm. and um, was struggling with depression and anorexia and and PTSD. Um, and of course, in the Netherlands, they have the the law that says it, you know people over twelve years old. Um, who are struggling from unbearable mental illnesses are allowed to be euthanized. Are you serious? By choice. Um, and so she made that decision and um, was was put to sleep. How old did you say she was? 17. That is devastating. And I just, man, I just read that this morning and I just can, couldn't believe it. I, 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 I was like... In fact, I sort of deliberated a little bit to our producer, Shell, and she was like, are you sure that's real? And I, I started doing some research and I found out that, you know, in, in the Netherlands um, in 2017, 4.4% of all registered deaths happened due to euthanasia. Um, and yeah, there is, there is a group of those that are under the age of 18 um, that do not have any terminal illness, just from mental illness. And um, this was her statement about it. She wrote this on Instagram. She said, I'll get straight to the point. 
Within a maximum of 10 days, I'll die after years of battling and fighting. Um, I am drained. I've quit eating and drinking for a while now, and after many discussions and evaluations, it was decided to let me go because of my because my suffering is unbearable. And I just... I don't understand how, how the people, people who did that can't think that, that is not just abling and assisting suicide, which is always a tragedy. Mm. And I think it's, I think it's sad that no one in that, in that situation didn't think to themselves, she's only 17, and yeah, she's had some hard knocks. But do you know what? Millions and millions of people have had hard knocks and have made it. And they've made it through. They've made it out. And 17 is a hard, you know, the teenage years are hard years as it is. But they, instead of saying, yes, it's fine to kill yourself, they should have said, you know what? Things will get better. Mm. I mean, look at all the, there's so many people who have come through, um, you know, PTSD who have had victory over, um, anorexia and over eating disorders Mm. and over depression and just had, had success overcoming all these mental issues that she had. You know why didn't they? Why didn't they link in with those people and get her, get them to inspire her and say, "Do you know what? It's tough. It's really tough, mm. but you can do it. There is light at the end of the tunnel." Why did they just give up? Like, no mm. wonder, like her hopelessness was was compounded. Like, for have to have people around you say, "Do you know what? Yeah, it's fine to give up. Here, let's just end you." Mm. That what you were saying there about age. That seventeen to nineteen yeah. year age bracket is has the highest rate of suicide because that's usually the biggest changing point in people's lives, and that's when they really struggle. And I think, especially for myself, I, I resonated as someone who's struggled with depression and, and even even suicide and, and self harm and those kinds of things. Mm. I just read that, and because I've been in that place, I know what it's like. But then I had the experience of someone, of a group of people coming into my life and sharing the message of hope of Jesus with me. And the way that it's transformed my life now, like I'm on radio and I work for churches and I get sent overseas to tell people about Jesus and everything is just going well. Amen. And I'm just living my best life. But underneath all of that is this knowledge that I I know that God is good and I know that God loves me and he's for me. Um, the Bible says this in Romans eight thirty two. It says he did not he who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all. How will he not freely give us all things? In verse thirty four of Romans eight, it says, "Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died. Furthermore, is also risen. Who has even taken the right hand of God? Who makes intercession for us and for you?" And it's just like, man, I just wish someone told this girl. Like, I just wish someone came to this girl and said, no, you have hope. There is someone who who can restore. I personally know people. I personally know people who have been through those circumstances of, of, of sexual assault, of, of anorexia, and, 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 and the, the, just the weight and, and everything that comes with that. And God has got them out of the other side. And I just wish there was someone standing there just hugging this person saying, no, it's okay. God is for you. As the Bible says, God is... God is for us. You know, who can be against us? You know, I, I think because people from the outside look at mental health and it's like, oh, that's not persecution. That's like your own thing. But you're suffering this this inner emotional persecution that, that is that does get to a point of unbearableness. And it's just terrible to see someone who's succumbed to that mm. and people who have allowed her to. Yeah. And in fact, people have assisted her to succumb to... The, the the 
the, the Bible calls them the fiery darts of the devil, you know, yeah. the things that come along and hurt us. And, and it's just like, man, like, and that's the thing, like there's some pictures of her on this, on this site. She's just a young, pretty, nice Dutch girl who, you know, comes from a well-off family and goes to school. But just because of that level of emotional persecution that she was suffering, she did, made the decision to end her life. And it's just like, man. And now she can never go back and regret it. She can never, you know, years down the track regret that decision because she's just not here to regret it. It's just, That's the thing. Like how many, how many of us get out of our, get past our teenage years and look back and regret, you know, the the, the moods we let ourselves mm. sit in? And you know, I, I, to me, this entire situation is so clearly and unfortunately um, a victory that the devil had. Um, it, to me, it's just a great controversy in a little pocket where the devil just wants us to feel such deep despair that we choose to die instead of turning to God and having that hope and having that promise, um, you know, of the second coming and of life after that, after this, after this earthly life. Mm. It's uh, it's just so sad when the devil wins in such a fashion like that. I, I think in that case, like I know from my own personal experience, going through that. And then just having some people come to me and tell me about Jesus. Mm. We have been commissioned. We have been commissioned as a group of believers to share the message of hope with the world. And especially in our context in Australia, the highest killer for men between the years of 18 and 24 is suicide. Mm. We need to be sharing this message with people of hope because it's, it's, it's changed my life and it's changed many people's life. I know many people who have been through that, that struggle with depression and God is doing a powerful work in their life through that. And we just, we need to be there for people and relevant, but yeah, absolute tragedy. But I think we just, we just need to push on through this and know that, 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 that God does have hope for us and, and we need to be sharing that. Anyway, continuing on, this is uh, Bart Milliard with Jesus Cares for Me. Jesus cares for me It seems too good to be All my worries and doubts released Jesus cares for me
And you are back with The Breakfast Show this morning with Lawson and Mon. Yep. Uh, Lawson, we're just describing, um, discussing some heavy topics yeah. about, you know, euthanasia, about depression, about the hopelessness, you know, this 17-year-old Dutch girl who chose to be euthanized um, because... You know, she she was just experiencing um, extreme mental suffering. Mm. And we've actually had a caller um, call up the studio and want to talk about this. So uh, welcome to the show, David from Adelaide. Um, David, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate uh, your input. But, yeah, you had some interesting things to say because you, you said you've had some experience with people dealing with this. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, it's a fine day in Adelaide today. Uh, it's a sad topic. Um, yes, I've just done a uh, – uh, Australia was the first place in the world, actually, to uh, – Conduct uh, mental health first aid courses. We've all we had we've had uh, first aid courses for many many years, and uh, Australia just launched uh, mental health first aid. And I did a course last week, uh, the other week. But yes, unfortunately, it's very very sad and very heartbreaking, and, and brings tears to your eyes and cuts you up to hear these things. But um, people that suffer these uh, people that suffer to this extent, um, you know, we we, we often um, inadvertently say, oh, it's just a mental illness, but. Um, you know, mental illness is very, very serious, especially when it gets to that point, and it's it's mm. as it is as bad to the to the sufferer, to the sufferer as 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 uh, cancer or anything else. And they don't specifically want to end their lives; they they want to, the pain to stop. So that's the way to sell Jesus to people: is to say to them, "Hey, we can make the pain stop, and you don't have to take your life away. Jesus will take the pain away, and it's gonna you know, it, it won't happen." Instant, it may or may not happen instantaneously, but you don't have to end your life to take the pain away. That's what they're really, that yeah. is, the, that is the, the solution that they're looking for is for the pain to stop. And so they think that the one and only, their best solution, their, their only way out is for the pain to stop is to end their lives. And so they get trapped into that, that cycle of thinking and, um, they, they choose to end their life, whether it's officially through euthanasia or they kill themselves. That is very interesting, and it actually is really important to remember that. I'm so glad you called and, and you know and just told us about that because we do need to remember that so often all these things boil back down to people just wanting the pain to stop, mm. and we do need to remember that as Christians we have a massive cure for the for pain of like pain of any kind of even pain of life. Exactly, Jesus is the answer, and especially in this situation. Thank you so much for calling, David. Really appreciate your input this yeah, morning. Just- just one more, just one more thing. Yeah. Remember, uh, one of the best, one of the best lines that uh, helped me was uh, Peter in First Peter. Where he says, uh, "He has, he Christ has made, has made us." He wasn't just referring to himself; he was referring to the whole body of the Messiah, the whole body of Christ. He said, "He has made us kings and priests, yes. a peculiar nation, a holy, a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood." I mean, what more better way to think? What more, how much more elevated has he made us? He has taken us from, uh, the, he has taken us from the janitor or the cleaner or the, or the lowliest position in a corporation to the CEO to, to share the, to share in his corporation of the, of the administration of his, of his people. He has made us kings and priests, a royal people, uh, a royal nation, a holy nation. How much more better? Can can uh, can we have as a cure for for our ailments for our low, for our thinking lowly of ourselves and to know that he he has lifted has put us has elevated us into that position. Amen, David. I think you said it all. We have this hope that burns within our hearts. Hope in the coming of the Lord, we have this faith.
that Christ alone imparts Faith in the promise of His Word We believe the time is here When the nations far and near Shall awake and shout and sing Christ is King. We have this hope that burns within our hearts, hope in the coming of the the breakfast show with Lyle and Maud. It is time for our monthly catch up with Kent Kirkston. How are you, Kent? Yeah, really well, thanks, Monica. I'm really, really well. So excited when it's time to do the update on what's happening with the Science magazine. There's so much juicy stuff that goes in this magazine. I just can't wait for every issue to come out. Oh, well, it's it's good to hear you're excited because, the, yes, the June issue is out. Um, it should be in the, in your letterbox uh, already. Um, or, you know, well, hopefully you're already reading it. Uh, <laughs> but I have a question for you, oh, yes, Monica. Okay, okay, go on. Yep. Do you consider yourself a feminist? Oh, this is a huge question. I can't believe you just asked me this. And I want to say, I want to say this, right? As much as I appreciate some of the feminist views and ideals and what they're trying to do, I, I, I sort of stop it labeling myself a feminist because to me I'd rather be an equalist I'm not sure if equalist is the word but that's where I want to be I'm I I feel like sometimes the pendulum has swung too far and we're now Mm -hmm. being like dead on men and I want to be you know what let's just all get along I don't want to be a feminist I don't want to be a menist I just want to be an equalist how does that answer your question how does that answer your question <laughs> that I, I think you've put your finger on um, the the ambivalence that a, a lot of people, including women, you know, have about feminism. I, I think at its core, um, you know, feminism is equalist. Um, right, and, and it's supposed to be, we, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, we, we have an, an interesting uh, article in uh, in the June edition of Science of the Times called Closing the Gap, um, subtitled, mm. Is Feminism a Revenge Movement or a Long Overdue Push for Equality? So there's that word, e- equality. But it does seem that you're not alone in, in feeling that there's, I don't know, that, that there's a grain of truth to this yeah. um, notion of, of the man-hating feminist. I, I personally struggle with it. I, I don't see it. Um, I, I think if, if the feminism... Uh, feminist movement points out aspects of masculinity which are, you know, in the language that they often use, toxic. Um, I agree, yeah, there are elements, there are, there is toxic masculinity out there. There's also toxic femininity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think really that, um, you know, if men have in fact been pretty much in charge of the planet for the last several thousand years, um, and in society after society, you know, women are struggling with abuse and domestic violence and, you know, have basically been pushed under in a lot of ways, then I think men generally probably, you know, we need to look at ourselves a little bit about our relationships and, and, and how we use our our physical power and, uh, you know, the fact that we're big and booming and <laughs> things you, like that. I, I don't know. 
you're going to have to tell me why you think feminism is man-hating, because I don't get it. Yeah, well, to be honest, like, you know, the stuff that I've read, the stuff that people comment on, you know, there does seem to be a lot of anger and hatred. And like you said, very... um, I think that was quite fitting, like a, re- like a revenge movement. I definitely agree that men, like there needs to be you know, equal opportunities for men and women and men need to be held accountable. And I like the idea of, of women saying no, enough is enough with you know all the harassment, all the nonsense that's been going on for so many generations. I, oh, I rather right. like yeah, the, the, the idea. The whole Me Too movement, yeah. Yeah, I rather yeah. like the idea of women saying, do you know what, gentlemen, here is the bar. Please, you know, climb up higher, step up, you know, step up the ladder. Like just you know, reach this higher standard for us. And I kind of like the idea of that rather than like, you guys need to do better. And also you never can because we're just, you know, the women are the best thing ever. I'm not, I'm not, I feel like there has been an imbalance where they want women to sort of not, this is sounding a little bit crazy, but like women to take over the world. And while I do think women need to be pushed further forward than they have been in the past, mm. I, I really just prefer a, a gentle relationship between the two. And for me, to label myself yes, a feminist, yes. like, I, I honestly believe that feminism needs like an image overhaul right now. They could do some with some <laughs> yeah. PR work. They really could, because I feel like when you, men hear the word fem- feminism, they kind of shrivel inside a little bit because they feel like they're being hated, and I don't want them to feel like that because you can't evoke change in a person yeah. by making them feel like they're cornered and they're being attacked. And uh, and so yeah, I feel like maybe yeah. equalist puts it on a even playing ground just the word itself doesn't have any gender attached to it so yeah that's sure that's my two cents i'm very yeah, interested yeah. to read this article <laughs> I, I bet you are I, look I, I think for me i mean even though i would probably consider myself a feminist i do have to admit there are some things that might not even be a gender thing it just might be our society right now it seems like the worst thing you can possibly do is be judgment you know how dare you judge me um and the or we have language like you know like shaming you know it's like shaming or or mother shaming or, or whatever um and to me i don't know it seems that a part of equality surely should be Accountability that, yes. um, you know, that when you, when you take a certain, um, action, you say a certain thing that someone may actually disagree with you and say, hey, that's actually hurtful. That's actually not accurate. And um, if, if we are going to have a, you know, an equal society, then people who are, you know, adults, uh, responsible adults need to be able to take that on the chin sometimes. So, okay, well, you know, that might be your opinion. Maybe I need to do some thinking about that. But instead, there seems to be this outrage, you know, how dare you even suggest that I might not be a completely perfect person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, anyway, look, we could probably spend our whole time oh, talking really about could. this. Yeah, but, but signs of the What time, else is happening in the magazine? Is, well, yeah, well, Science of the Times, of course, is um, a magazine that includes a mix of current issues, you know, such as, as what we're talking about, those sort of trends in, into, you know, the, the gender wars. Um, also looks into health and well-being um, and also looks into spiritual issues. And we've even got a, a new um, column called Science, uh, about science and tech called The Cutting Edge, Ooh. which is pretty cool. So it sort of gives you some, you know, insights there. Um, so, oh, look, 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 let me tell you about one particular article that is in this month's science. It's called How to Celebrate Sabbath. So this is, oh, you know, going that. more in, in... 
in, yeah, more into the faith direction. So obviously, you know, the idea of Sabbath has been amongst Christians, well, and before that with the Jewish people for, for thousands of years. Um, it's a little bit of a lost art in our, in our modern era, I guess, um, when, you know, so many people, you know, don't attend church anymore, don't really have any concept of, of Sabbath, but instead we have this sort of always switched on, always plugged in, uh, go, 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 high pressure sort of environment, particularly in, a, in an urban, sort, you know, sort of city environment. So um, this article, you know, encourages us and says, hey, it's actually healthy to unplug, um, to, you know, take a step back to spend a time of, of reflection. And of course, the, you know, the biblical Sabbath um, sets out these parameters of, you know, 24 hours every week on, on the seventh day of the week, which is that's you know from Friday night you know sunset through to Saturday night sunset. Um, that's a, that's a good time to take a step back, unplug, spend time with family, focus on your spiritual development. You know, try to you know renew your connection with God. Um, and look, I I think it's a it's a message that our world really needs to hear. I absolutely love the way that you've switched up and updated the use of of the language we have there. Celebrate the Sabbath. I am definitely going to adopt that into my language because you know I think a lot of people often attach rule keeping with the Sabbath, you know, keep the Sabbath, remember the Sabbath was a bit newer, but I love celebrate the Sabbath because it's exactly what it really is at the heart of it. I am going to use that this coming weekend. I'm going to be like, happy Sabbath, everyone. Tell them to celebrate. I'm so, I love it. I can't wait to read that as well. What else have you got in this magazine? This magazine is like quality. Absolutely. Look, um, my assistant editor, Daniel Kubrick, has um, over the last several, oh, maybe even after a year now, has turned into a little bit of a, a gym junkie. He kind of came to Ooh. us last year a, 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 a bit skinny and underweight, but he's uh, got really stuck into the um, to the gym. Um, he's been looking into his diet, you know, trying to get that protein supplements going and, and all uh-huh. this sort of stuff. And he's he's written a really interesting article that sort of reflects on this, um, this kind of gym culture, uh, particularly for young men, uh, I think, and some of the body image issues that are, that are involved there and some of the sort of I guess scary directions that this can go in terms of guys actually getting involved in using steroids and, and this sort of oh. thing. I was one particular guy, as a, a Sydney guy from a few years back, um, who it seems was involved in steroid use and actually ended up you know collapsing and, and dying. Oh no. Yeah, it's it's pretty sort of sad story of you know someone right there in their prime, just about to finish their university degree, um, but apparently seduced by this whole body image thing. Um, and so you know we talked about feminism before, but it seems that you know young guys are, are having their own struggle when it comes to body image. Um, and it's yeah, it's like well, you know what what gives you worth? Um, what gives you meaning in your life? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's a heavy question, especially when you think of the repercussions of. I guess, not so much getting the answer wrong, but maybe having a misguided answer to it. I'm just going to need to read that article, Kent, because I myself have been, uh, I've been going to the gym a lot more, um, in the last, well, mm-hmm. since, since New Year's resolution, you know. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, yeah. I've also been just recently looking at, like, researching a little bit about protein shakes, you know, and what the benefits of that to my health would be in terms of my, you know, my gymming and results and, you know, starting to look at yeah. the, the you know, I, I mean, I don't know whether or not I'm doing it because I just want an excuse to drink milkshakes that are somehow healthier. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
his milkshake through that couple of extra um, yeah rounds on the pec deck, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I might have to do some self-examining. I'll definitely be reading up on that one as well. Um, it's just for our listeners who might be confused because I've never heard about Science Magazine before. Can you just recap what it actually is and how it actually works? Okay. Well, look, Science Magazine is a print magazine that has been in print in Australia since 1886. Wow. Not not 1986, when you were probably born. Um, 1886 is incredible. So Australia's, you know, second oldest, you know, continuously running um, periodical um, way back then. But of course, you know, we we keep refreshing it, uh, we keep reinventing it for, you know, the the current world that we live in. So um, it is a print magazine, um, but it's also online. So if you jump on our website, which is signsofthetimes.org. Dot au, uh, you can check out a lot of the articles there. You know, you can hit the share button, you know, with Facebook or Twitter, and, and share the articles with with your friends, and you know, get chatting about them. Um, and, but look, being June, of course, um, it is. Uh, we are now approaching the end of the financial year, mm-hmm. and on our web page, we also have a donate button. So if you are a keen science reader, or you check it out and think, "Wow, this is good," um, and you you recognise it. Wait a minute! You guys are making this magazine available to people for twenty only twenty six dollars for a whole year supply. So that's right. it comes so out a year for only twenty six dollars. And if you're thinking, how the heck do you make a profit doing that? The answer is we don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we we need uh, we need support from people. So um, yeah, if you jump on our donate page um, and scroll down the bottom, you can actually donate two signs. Uh, well, no, you can donate to the Adventist Media Cultural Trust. That's a um, uh, tax deductible donation, which is obviously something you know we like to encourage people to do at this time of the year, in particular when they're thinking about tax deductibility, and uh, and your preference for Times Magazine. And do you know what? When, when you do that, the fact that it's been around since 1886 should be an indication to people about how good this magazine is and how it's definitely worth donating to. In fact, one of my favourite things about it is that it's essentially made to share, like it's created to share, like get one for you, one for exactly. your friend, one, one for it's a friend you haven't yep. met yet. Yep, absolutely. And, and look, I, I know people who, um, like you know, older people, for example, you know, grey nomads who travel around Australia and they bring a, a box of science magazines with them and oh, every time they sort of go through a caravan park or a laundromat or something, they, you know, leave a couple there for people or, or yes. a doctor's surgery or whatever because, you know, they really see that there's a message of hope there. Um, there's a, you know, that sort of biblical worldview that you see in science magazines is something that's pretty unique amongst magazines that are aimed at the public. Um, it's not really aimed at other Christians, it's aimed at the public mm-hmm. um, who are perhaps, you know, open to exploring um, spiritual uh, ideas and, you know, want to know more about faith. Um, so, yeah, people realize, hey, this is a niche sort of product that you don't really get anywhere else and they value it. So, yeah, they certainly, you know, they donate, they um, they subscribe to a whole batch of them and, and they get up there sharing them. So, yeah, that's, that, that is really cool. Oh, I've got to tell you one more thing. Go on, on go our, on. On, on, on our donate page, we have introduced a new, uh, what we call a five-star project. So these are five-star projects are places where um, people are actually using Science Magazine and distributing them in large quantities to the public. Um, what we realized is that there was a gap there. Um, there. There are people who are organizing, say, food pantries or, um, you know, clothing, uh, like community meals programs, prison ministries, um, this sort of thing. And we recognize, hey, these people are having a lot of contact with the with the general public are often helping with people's health needs or people's like welfare sort of needs. Um, and 
we would love to make it cheaper for them to be able to provide the magazine there. So if you donate to that community connection via that project on that donate page, that will help those sorts of projects. This is a great tool, a great resource for Christians who want to do some witnessing but don't want to do that sort of uh, in-your-face, knock-on-someone's-door kind of witness. It's a gentle kind of a witness. Yep. This is one that's yep. created to be, you know, to make that stepping stone easier. It's a wonderful idea to even just keep uh, a Signs of Time magazine, a spare one, in your handbag, in your back pocket, in, your, yep. in the glove compartment of your car. When you meet someone, just be yep. like, hey, I love this magazine. Why don't you have a free copy? Have a read of this. You know, it's easy peasy. We've made it specially for sharing. Uh, well, you guys have made it specially for sharing. I'm not saying we. <laughs> I just love interviewing <laughs> you about it and reading it and sharing it myself. Thank you so much for joining us, Ken. Uh, you'll be back next month and telling us all about what's happening in the July edition. Thanks, Monica. And don't forget to listen out for the Signs of the Times radio show on Faith FM. Ooh, very good. That was Kent Kingston, the feminist, and Mon Galash, the equalist. Are they the same thing? Who knows? You better read the magazine, find out. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is dare to be different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 04. 04- one one triple two seven six zero. Is forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness eating away at you? A relationship breakdown, maybe long-term hurt, unresolved conflict. You know, it can be dealt with. If you want to break the cycle and start living a more forgiving life, Forgive to Live is a program designed to help us all improve our lives and be more forgiving. Don't let it eat away at you anymore. If you're keen to discover the power of forgiveness, why don't you take that first step and head to forgivetolive.org.au. 